Oh man, what's up guys? It's Date Fails. This is Kate. Hi everybody. I hope you're having an amazing October. Um, this is a special episode because I am alone. I'm pacing around my apartment. I do this often. I pace around my apartment. Does anyone else do this where you get up fully intending to get a project done and you start it and then five minutes in your phone goes off and then you pick up the phone, you answer whatever's happening and then you go back to the project, except you forgot what that project was. So you start a new project. And before you know it, you've got 20 projects and piles of shit everywhere. And you feel like a loser. I hope you don't feel like a loser. I don't want you to feel like a loser. That's not where I was going with that. But that's, uh, that's what happens to me sometimes. I was recently on the church of what's happening now. Joey was giving me shit about Adderall and I was laughing because I stopped taking Adderall a few months ago, which Joey doesn't know, but he thinks my late night crazy tweets are because I'm on Adderall. And uh, it's funny because I think if I started taking Adderall again, I would probably stop leaving piles of crap around my apartment, get up early and go to sleep at a reasonable time. I go to sleep at night and I lay in bed and I just think, of all the things that I want to do that there's not enough hours in the day for. And I think to myself, if someone could come up with a way that humans don't need sleep or that we could just like take some kind of serum that we could sleep an hour, but our brain could recover like we slept eight, it would be the best invention of all time. I'm not a scientist and obviously <laughs> I don't know how to make that, but, uh, I, I would fully fund that if I was a bazillionaire, that would be the project I would fund. I know a cure for cancer and all the other diseases out there would be probably a better thing to spend my money on. But at this moment in time, I can't sleep. I need to work. You guys, I'm obsessed with work. And lately things are really good. I'm actually struggling to keep up with the podcast. You know, sometimes I come on here and I'm like, I haven't done a podcast because I'm depressed. I'm not depressed at all. I'm so happy and busy and so much fun stuff is coming up that I like, I, I can't get to doing the podcast because every time I start it, something amazing comes up. One thing I've got coming up that I'm really excited about is uh, there's a website called mandatory.com. And I'm going to start writing a column for them called Just the Tips, where you guys send me one question that you want answered. And instead of answering it on date fails, I'm going to write an article and answer it for them. So I already sent them two articles and it's going to go live soon. I'm just giving them a shout out now so you guys can check it out. And uh, I'm pumped. I'm a little shaky. I just did two espresso shots back to back. I'm trying to get it going. I quit coffee a few months ago, when you quit coffee and then you have like a tiny bit of espresso, it's like, I've never done heroin or meth. Well, actually Amir K says I've probably done meth because I've done cocaine and he says there's meth in all the cocaine. I don't know if that's true, uh, but <laughs> I can tell you that if I knew what meth felt like, I would imagine it feels like me right now on these two espresso shots. I'm like on fire. <sighs> All right, I'm breathing. I'm probably talking really fast. 
I'm headed out to Ontario, California tonight to play a show with the Smash Brothers at the Ontario Improv, Corey and Chad, who uh, are two brothers that do comedy together. They asked me to open for them. I'm excited because it's a dirty show, so I can just do all the dirty jokes I want to do. Not that I don't always do that, but lately, you know, I've been trying to work on some cleaner material, but tonight is just no holds barred. Dirty. I wonder if you guys can hear me pacing. All right. I have so much to talk about on this podcast. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I want to start by talking about the month of October because I don't know about you guys. I feel like October has been a heavy month. Not for me exactly, although I did have the Rod Stewart situation coming into October and I was still kind of dealing with that the first week. But October has been like, I feel in a place where I'm finally getting my life together and the ball is rolling. And then suddenly everyone I know is in distress. Do you ever feel like that in your life where suddenly like all your friends are going through something? And I don't mean small stuff like this guy's not texting me back. I mean like huge life things like major health issues or a death or... Uh, You find out, you know, someone had some kind of childhood trauma that they didn't know about and they're like dealing with that because it came up in therapy or just crazy shit. And I'm usually the person who has the crazy shit going on. Lately, I've been the friend who is there for my friends with the crazy shit going on, which is an awesome feeling because it is true what they say. As cheesy as this sounds, when you help someone else, it helps you. The Rod Stewart shit, I was still struggling with it all the way up to the first week of October. And I was still like, even though that guy totally lied to me and dicked me over, and he's probably a psychopath, uh, but I still felt a little bad for him. Like in my heart, I had compassion. I wanted to believe that, you know, he was really going through serious things and that he was struggling. And so I was trying to still have a hope in my heart that if I could support him in some way, we might be cool. And then all my friends started to have real drama. Not my drama, not like, oh, this guy thought he loved me and then he turned out to be crazy or ghosted on me. I mean, real drama that they needed me for and helping them snapped me out of feeling sorry for myself or wanting to fix my stupid bullshit because life is too short for the dumb shit. And helping them made me feel stronger. Like, oh my God, if I can help them, I can live my life successfully without petty bullshit. This is an inspirational episode um, because I want to talk about a few serious things. One is setting boundaries. You guys, I've grown. I'm telling you, sometimes you don't realize your growth until you have a moment. And lately I've had moments And I've stepped back and gone, wow, the Kate from a year ago would not have done that. And one, for instance, is setting boundaries with people. Um, I'm always the person who says yes. I always say yes, not to sex, but to like, you know, helping my friends, doing maybe a show that is free and far away, but it's for someone that I like. So I want to help them out or maybe doing 
even even a small thing like picking up the phone to talk to someone who needs to vent, I always do it. No matter what I have going on, if it's a good friend who's always had my back, I always pick up. And I'm still picking up. But lately I've been doing a really good job of setting boundaries because I see the trajectory of my career path and my life path going up. And every time I start to save someone, I see that line come down just a tiny bit. But you can't not help people that you love. But what you can do is set boundaries for how you help the people that you love. And I've never done that. And you guys, I'm telling you, it feels empowering. If you're not setting boundaries in your life, we're going to start today, okay? Like, this is what I mean. My apartment has been a wreck. I was just talking about how I have shit all over the place. For three or four days, I was trying to get my apartment together. I was not doing shows or anything because I was like, I'm staying home tonight. I'm working on my apartment. And every night, something would come up where someone would call me. Maybe there'd be like an important situation they needed me for, or maybe... Um, you know, they really needed to talk. Twice it happened that I wanted to be there for someone, but I decided that if I didn't get my shit together at home, I wouldn't be able to function for the next few days. So instead of running to them like I normally would or taking an hour and a half out of my day to talk to them, I said to these people, if you can come to me and be in my apartment while I get my shit done, we can talk, but I can't do it any other way because I need to take care of me. And you know what? Real friends, if they want your help, they will come to you for it in the way that you tell them to come to you. And they did. And not only did I help my friends and get my shit done, my friends who are in distress helped me get my shit done and then they felt better about their problems because... They helped me. And what I'm saying is setting boundaries, it turns out, is the secret to, I think, inner peace. And I even mean relationship boundaries, you know, like like uh, recently I was kind of dating this guy. Not really. I mean, we just went out a couple times and he's great and I liked him, but I didn't feel like we had a future which I don't even know if I want a future. I mean, I want a future. I don't want to die. But I didn't know if we had a future together. And the old Kate, because that guy was good on paper and because he was cute and I wanted to like him, the old Kate would have hung in there longer. I probably would have gone on two or three more dates with him, maybe even hooked up with them. And instead, I said, I'm not feeling it. I didn't say it like that. I said, I'm really busy with work and I'm focused on work right now and I can't make this a priority and I have a lot of friends with drama happening and had some drama in my own personal life for a moment that was not about men, that was about something more serious. And I said, I need to focus on me right now. I told him that and I could tell he was a little upset. He kind of wrote back short, like, cool, I get it. And the old Kate would have probably felt a little bad And a little even like insecure because, oh, he's not fighting harder. Like he's not writing back like, no, don't end this. I really like you. That's kind of the reaction that I think sometimes we want. And even if we're not into them, when they pull their attention away, a lot of times in the past, I would have like gone back and been like, wait, maybe I'm wrong. Don't take your attention away. This time I was like, 
okay, he might be upset for a minute, but I really have to take care of me. And I let it go. And for a day or two, I thought about him. And then it was gone. I mean, clearly it's not gone because here we are talking about it. But my point is, I think I'm growing. And I hope you guys are growing. This podcast, in some ways, it's, it's hard for me sometimes because it's really personal. It's almost like writing a diary and putting it out in the public. And sometimes I want to pull away from being so personal. But then I feel like, you know, everybody paints a pretty picture of their life. Fuck that. Let's be real. The real shit is the best. And Joey Diaz called me out on his podcast for getting revenge on one guy. A guy that I used to date. I talked about him before. I said he went down on me when I was on my period and I thought it meant he was in love with me. And then we got in a big fight about that and then he blocked me and then I was really upset. So I went to his house and I did some crazy shit. I left notes on his door. They were really funny notes. Like I drew caricatures of me um, with huge boobs and like wrote things like, if you don't want to touch these, somebody else will. Somebody who will text me back uh, this note has been glued to your door with pussy juice that I had to make on my own because you wouldn't touch me because you blocked me. Like I did crazy erratic shit and Joey called me out. He thought it was the Adderall. It was not the Adderall. I just felt really hurt. And sometimes when I feel hurt, my reaction is like to try to get revenge in a way that's funny or make that person feel like an asshole or feel like shit. Even like tweeting, even with the Rod Stewart thing, I tweeted some jokes about Rod Stewart, not the real Rod Stewart, by the way, apologies to the real Rod Stewart for using your name. You're fabulous. But I tweeted some jokes and they were funny jokes. I actually still really like them, but I stopped and went like, really? Tweeting these jokes about him, one, is keeping him in my life, even though he's not in it, but it's keeping him in my life by giving it energy and also what good will come of it. Besides funny, you know, those jokes might do well for a minute, but then what? I piss this guy off more. I hurt his feelings more. I shouldn't care about his feelings, but I know myself and I'm going to feel guilty about these jokes later, which I did. And then I'm going to feel like I owe him an apology when, you know, really I didn't do anything wrong till I tweeted the jokes. So I guess what I'm saying is Joey called me out for that behavior. And he basically said, in this town, people hit a precipice. You're on it. He said, right now is the moment when you are going to rise up if you're going to blow up or you're going to keep fucking with this stupid bullshit getting revenge on these assholes that you date that don't deserve your time anyway. And it's going to cause you to shift your focus from what's important. And you're going to disappear from this town. He goes, I see people on this precipice and they go one way or the other. And I don't want to see you go in the bad direction. And he said that to me and he said it on his podcast. And you know what, you guys, I was annoyed and pissed off at first. And I told Joey after, I go, I can't believe you did that on the podcast. It was like you interventioned me on the podcast. Plus, you know, Joey is family to me. He's as important to me as my mom and dad. And for him to say on there, like, I'm disappointed that you're choosing to put your energy into this bullshit instead of shooting a special, instead of writing a script. And when he said that, I was upset for a minute. And then you know what happened? We talked a couple days later and I thanked him 
because the next few days after that, I was so productive and I really got so much shit done. And a couple times I had the impulse to text a guy I shouldn't or to, you know, look back at fucking text messages from Rod Stewart or wallow in this bullshit. And instead, every time I had that urge, I went, what would Joey say? WWJD, what would Joey do? And you know what, you guys? It made me do the right thing. And I called him and I thanked him. And he said to me a few times in my comedy career, someone called me out on my shit and gave me tough love. And those are the moments I took the next step. Sometimes you need a friend to call you out. So shout out to Joey, because he's helped me. And I am really excited about some of the shit that I started and got accomplished since that episode of The Church of What's Happening Now. So my point is, sometimes you need tough love. And if your friends give it to you, don't be mad at them. You might be defensive for a second, but step back and say, if this person is my friend, they're not saying this to hurt me. They're saying it because they want me to succeed. And anyone in your life that doesn't want you to succeed, tell them to fuck off and get them out of your life. That's my other lesson that has happened recently. In the last year, I've cut off everybody toxic from my life. Anybody that wouldn't pick up the phone for me if I called three times at 3 a.m. because I had an emergency or just because I was miserable, if I'm crying because something happened that's serious, your real friends will pick up, show up, and care about you. And anyone in your life that isn't pushing you forward and having your back is not your friend. So that's, that's kind of, this is a pep talk for you guys. Cut out toxic people, set boundaries, and, uh, and don't waste your time on bullshit. Wow. Guys, we had a moment just now. We really did. Um, I'm really proud of us. And by us, I mean me, but you guys too, because I think, <laughs> I think a lot of you are also growing. You send me great messages. Um, that said, I want to talk about something else that's really important to me. I might make a video about this, so I'm going to talk about it really briefly on here, and then I'm going to make a video, and I'm going to post it. You guys know I never get involved in politics. I never talk about Donald Trump. I never really talk about the Me Too thing because I have really mixed feelings about it. I wrote a really long post about the Kavanaugh case where I basically said that I didn't want to comment, but I felt pressured to comment because I'm a woman, but that I get, I get nervous to comment on anything involving politics or the women's movement for a few reasons. One, I don't keep up with the news to the level that I should if I'm going to make a comment. It's kind of like when someone sits in the outfield at a baseball game and the pitcher throws a ball and the ump calls it a strike and all the fans in the outfield are like, that was a ball, that wasn't a strike, you can't fucking see. And you're like, dude, you're in the outfield, you can't fucking see, what are you talking about? And I hate when people do that and I feel like commenting on anything that's a heavy social issue without having a really, really informed, intelligent, educated opinion is, 
it makes you look stupid, I think. I mean, I just, I want to know all the facts before I say something because I don't want to say something that everybody goes, oh, well, did you read this? Did you see this? And then I look like an idiot. And I am an idiot because I didn't know that. Um, that said, I need to do a better job of keeping up and I try, but there's only so much time in a day. I read basically like the bullet points on everything that's happening. And with the Kavanaugh thing, um, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think that, uh, that man, I don't think that he seems like someone who should be in the position that he's now in. That said... I'm not going to say believe all survivors, believe all women either, because not everyone is truthful all the time. Most survivors are. I don't think people make up stories like that and admit it publicly uh, if it isn't true most of the time. That said, I do think that there are psychopaths who are women and men, and there are people who will lie for their own purposes. I'm not talking about the Kavanaugh case. I'm just talking about other things, you know, like if someone is really mad enough, like, you know, I went to a guy's house and taped shit to his door. That's immature and childish. Hilarious. It was hilarious, I have to say, but, but... That's a level of crazy that I'm at. And I cut it off at, at around that level of like fucking with someone in a way that's funny. Um, I'm not the girl that would ever like message a dude's girlfriend if I find out that he was cheating on me and tell her I don't want that kind of drama. And I definitely wouldn't do something as crazy as like blow a guy's car up, even though I joke about it, or even like tell a guy I'm pregnant if I'm not. But there are women that will do shit like that and there are women that will do crazier shit. So I don't say believe all women. I say um, analyze the facts and the person and how stable they've been up to this point. Are they someone who has a lifetime history of telling lies? And, or are they someone who seems like an all around amazing person? You know, if I came out tomorrow and I said a guy assaulted me, probably you should believe me because I have no criminal record or history of lying to put guys in jail or history of lying to fuck up people's lives. But if I was someone that has a criminal record and three of my exes come out with texts that say, she lied and told me she was pregnant. Look, she never was. I even paid for an abortion that she never had and they have proof Then maybe I'm not someone who is always honest. And that was kind of my point with don't just believe all women. Now that said, something I am gonna talk about is my feeling on Trump right now. I never address politics. This is not about politics. I'm making this really clear. This is about bullying. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I know Trump has said a lot of things that have pissed people off. Um, I know that some of you probably think Trump is a great president and a great business person and you love that he's a straight talker and you love that he's impulsive. And, you know, there are qualities about Trump that I don't hate. That said, I read the tweet 
that Trump tweeted about Stormy Daniels. Now listen, whatever went down, I'm not talking about that. If he fucked her, paid her, I mean, whatever. He's Donald Trump. He's probably fucked a million hookers. That's none of my business. And frankly, I don't really have a problem with that, even if he is the president. And at some point in time, he paid for sex. I'm not really against that all around in real life. I'm not totally against sex workers if it's done safely and blah, blah, blah. What I am against is bullying. He did not need to say horse face. He tweeted that she has a horse face. Now listen, I know you guys are gonna be like, you've done way worse. You tweeted that a guy had a mediocre dick, blah, blah, blah. Here's my issue with horse face. A couple weeks ago, I was in my neighborhood and I was walking from my 7-Eleven back to my apartment. Middle of the day, two o'clock in the afternoon. My neighborhood's sketchy, but it's not the sketchiest place I've ever lived. Um, there was a guy, young guy, maybe 18. He was in the middle of the sidewalk. He was holding a skateboard. Normal looking kid, didn't look like a degenerate, didn't look homeless, didn't look like a guy that, that is you know fresh out of jail, whatever that looks like. Just a normal looking kid. He's in the middle of the sidewalk, I'm walking by, and I said to him, excuse me, because I needed him to move to one side or the other so I could get through. When I said it, this guy said to me, what the fuck did you say to me, you horse-faced bitch? Why do you think you can talk to me? And you guys, I'm a badass. I'm not scared of anyone. I have lived in Southside Chicago. I have been alone out here for six, seven years now. I've never been scared, really scared until that moment because that guy was so angry and he was so cruel to my face for no reason. And I didn't know what to do. So I just chuckled like, haha, funny. And I walked by him. He followed me another block and he was yelling at me. You fucking bitch, I will fuck you up. You think I won't punch you in the face? I will knock your teeth out. I stopped at the corner. There was a guy, there's like guys that sell fruit, like Mexican fruit stand guys in my neighborhood on the corners. I stopped behind one of them and I said, yo, this guy's following me. Can you um, just hang with me for a minute? And that guy was like, I don't want any trouble. And I was like, no, me neither, but he's scary. And then the guy came up and he was like, I'll see you again, bitch. And he walked off. Now, listen, I'm not saying that it's Donald Trump's fault that this guy assaulted me verbally and I was scared. But what I will say is this. I've lived in a lot of places. And like I said, I have dealt with low life degenerates and I've lived in neighborhoods where there's tons of crazy people and homeless people and drug dealers. And I'm pretty sure my neighbors are drug dealers. Like there's guys next to my building that stand outside all night on the sidewalk. I'm pretty sure they're selling drugs and I've never been afraid. I'm cautious. But what bothered me about this is I was like, wow, this is a level of aggression this kid had for no reason. And the way he spoke to me was so uncalled for. And I know that there are people that will do that. But what I don't fucking like is that we have a president that speaks to people this way. I'm not talking about women, people. It is unacceptable for the 
children of our country to see a leader in power who tweets horse face about a woman. It's, it's so deplorable to me. If I had a kid right now and he talked to someone that way, God forbid, what if he talked to me that way? What if I'm his mom? He talks to me like that. And I discipline him and he says, the president says horse face. I mean, we are literally living in a time where we have a guy in office who is teaching people that it's okay to be a bully, to insult people on their physical appearance, to talk down to someone in a way that makes them feel like they are inadequate. And that's not okay. That is really, really, really not okay. And this has nothing to do with politics, policy. This has nothing to do with me too, with believing women. This is about being a good fucking person, period. And you know what? I tweeted a joke about the last guy I dated, Rod Stewart. And I said, for Halloween, I'm going to be my ex. I'm going to need a guitar, a cigarette, and a mediocre dick. That was below the belt. And you know what? I went and apologized to him to his face. And you guys don't know that because I've never said it on here. I went and apologized to him to his face. And I said, that tweet was not nice. It was below the belt. I hope that you get well. And I'm sorry. And I will never tweet anything like that again. And when I saw Donald Trump's tweet, it made me really, really sick. And I mean, this is a guy that really hurt me and ghosted on me. And even in that moment, you know, we had an okay moment where he said, I'm sorry too. And uh, he said, thank you so much for coming here. It means a lot to me. And then I left. And then he blocked me after I left on everything. And you guys, the moment he blocked me, I was really angry all over again. Because I'm like, this asshole just said he's sorry to my face. And then he turned around and blocked me. But you know what? I didn't tweet another mean joke. I didn't do anything to retaliate. And I don't think I ever will again. I'm not saying I'll never tweet jokes about guys I date. I will always tweet jokes about guys I date. But there's a difference between being logical and fair and just being venomous and bullying. And that is the line that we need to draw. So I just hope whatever you think of Donald Trump, I really, really hope that if you are a man or a woman who thinks he is a good person, that you do not follow his example of how he talks to people because it will ruin us as a nation if everyone starts behaving in that way. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I'm never this serious. You guys, listen to me. Here it is. Um, Anyway, on that note, I have a lot of uh, questions (laughs) from you guys that I want to answer. So, uh, yeah, let's get to the questions. Enough seriousness. All right. You guys sent me a million questions. Let's do this shit. 